I'm Mackenzie Bean, Managing Editor with Becker's Healthcare. I am so pleased to introduce today's speakers. Today, we're joined by Dr. Lance Owens, who is the Chief Medical Information Officer at the University of Michigan Health West, and Josh Wilda, who is the Executive Vice President and Chief Digital and Information Officer at University of Michigan Health. Dr. Owens, Josh, thank you both so much for being here today. Thank you for having us, Mackenzie. Of course, it's great to have you. Before we dive into the conversation, I'd love to turn the floor over to you both just to share a little bit more about yourselves and University of Michigan Health West. Josh, can we start with you? Of course. So I'll start with University of Michigan Health West. Uh, we are a 208-bed health care system within the greater Grand Rapids, Michigan area. We are an affiliate with Michigan Medicine. So we like to say while we're serving the community, we have the power of Michigan Medicine behind us as far as their research, um, their quality goals, and even some of their innovations. I've been at University of Michigan Health West for roughly 15 years in various roles within the HITS space. Um, and I think that this is a very poignant conversation today because it does meet with my passions as a chief digital information officer. And it truly is, how are we best serving our patients with technology? Um, so I'm, I'm grateful to be here today and, and looking forward to the conversation. Lance? Yeah, my name is uh, Lance Owens. Uh, glad to be here. I am a family doc uh, by training and uh, have been here at um, UMH West for roughly 25 years, uh, minus some obligations I had serving the United States Navy. Um, that I mentioned that because that is really where my, my passion for um, innovation and kind of the uh, how the uh, electronic medical record and other types of tools uh, heavily integrate into care uh, because as I was uh, in the Navy, I was on and off various technologies and EMR six times, um, going from paper to EMR, from paper to EMR, as well as other tools. Uh, so when we came, when I came back to uh, UMH West, uh, and we had chosen Epic at the time, uh, it was just a natural for me to get involved as I felt like I had a special uh, kind of connection and perspective on what it means to go on an EHR. Uh, and then from there, just kind of um, uh, had, had various roles and about uh, two years ago became the, uh, the CMIO. Wonderful. Well, it's so great to have you both and um, all of your experience here for our discussion today. So let's dive right in. I'm curious at University of Michigan Health West, what's really the end goal or the thing you're working towards in terms of patient engagement? Um, what do you focus on right now? And what's your sort of ultimate vision of, of what healthcare and engagement could be like? Please go ahead, Josh. Yeah, yeah, I can start a little bit with that. So <clears throat> Our end goal has always been, and a lot of our technologies and uh, choice in our technologies has been twofold. One, to ensure that our organization can be there for that particular patient when they need us to be. It's not just in our four walls when you talk about you have to be on site. It's how are those avenues of care that people are wanting to have, and do our teams have enough access to information to be able to treat that patient wherever they need to be? So I think that's that's a goal for patient engagement as well, that it's not just engaging the patient, it's do the providers, and actually the whole organization have the tools to keep that patient in mind and engaged. The other key goal for us 
And I think this also touches on your question, Mackenzie, about consumerism versus patient. It is that focus of tequity and how can we use our technology to connect to more patients than ever before and providing them with that access. And this is interesting because a lot of folks that we need to get even more in touch with and more engaged might not have access to that technology or, or have um, technology literacy. And so how do we create a patient engagement that is high touch when it needs to be, that is high on technology, but is not getting in the way of that patient provider relationship, but also something that can extend out and be taken advantage of, especially by those populations that cannot have that access or get that access. So us getting into the community, uh, partnering with other areas that have that access so they can be able to connect to us. But something that you see differently with consumers is it seems tech savvy individuals or digital tech uh, individuals, they benefit from some of those Amazon experiences or from some of those airline experiences. In healthcare, some of those folks who really need our care and need us to provide them with engagement tools to always be there and wrap our arms around us, they don't have that type of access. So we're always focusing on how can we be there for them? And then how can we deliver that so it doesn't get in the way of the relationship and only enhances it? And then last but not least would be how do we expand out our patient engagement platforms and patient engagement strategies that impacts every single patient, that we understand our patients and who they are and how they want the care to be delivered and also being able to extend to those folks who might be underserved in those areas. Lance? Yeah, I think, I think to add to that, we want to we want to know our patients in ways that, you know, I, that I may not know in, in the exam room. You know, we, we want to know that they don't want appointments on Wednesdays because they always go visit their mother in the nursing home. We want to know that. We want to know, you know, I, you know, I, I honestly would love to know what their, what their favorite music is. I'd like to know what they do for fun. And, and then use those bits of information to, to, to aid them in their experience with, within our institution. Uh, so that not only do they, we, we know them medically, we know them personally. And I think that that really helps with the concept of the patient-centered medical home, where they, they kind of do feel like that we do know them. I want them to feel that. I want them to feel the, the same. I, I want our institu institution to interact with them so that they, they feel when they interact with us the way I feel about them as my patients. Absolutely. So being high touch when it needs to be really taking the time to know and understand your patients, try to meet them where they are, um, while also being cognizant of tequity that Josh, I love that term that you said, and, and making sure there's equal access to some of these technologies and strategies. I'm curious, uh, it seems as though, you know, you've already made great strides in um, so some of this work. Um, but can you touch a little bit on how you started to build your engagement and what went into that? Yeah, it really all started with, even at the bare bones of it, what was our culture as an organization of what we wanted to be and who did we want to be as an organization? Because we see out there, there's a lot of tools, especially from a technology standpoint, to offload some of those administrative burdens to allow us to connect better with our patients. You can implement them, but if you don't have a good culture message behind the scenes that it really is about the patient, those things will fall flat and patients will feel the coldness of technology as opposed to that technology was in place to offload some work or to make things more convenient or in our other cases, 
So then our individual, uh, like our patient representatives working the phones or even Dr. Owens, if he can spend more time with patients because technology and patient engagement tools have offloaded some of that administrative burden. So, so excuse me, we first started with our culture of an organization and our culture has been very customer focused, very patient, very, we want University of Michigan West to feel like it was built for each individual patient when you come in. Like Lance said, everyone is built differently. They have different likes, dislikes. So how can we capture that information to make it so we can better know the patient and, and more geared care plans to more individualized, personalized standpoint? So once we knew the culture, and th this is our culture, has been one of an organization that really wraps our arms around the patient. We have a lot of highlights in our patient engagement and patient satisfaction scores that really speaks to the patients feel that they are part of our family. We are a family in this together. I think the next thing is what we built our strategy around is then getting patients involved. Um, we have a digital patient review council um, made up of patients that we solicited to be a part of a, a kind of a focus group, if you will. That when Lance and I are talking about these new technologies, it's very easy for us in boardrooms or as administrators, leaders, or you know, in the case with like nuance, hey, we got this great tool. We think your patients will love it. Well, if we're the traditional technology firm that goes, yep, we know best for patients. Let's just divide, you know, design this or implement. It won't go anywhere. So we've brought patients actually in to really talk about what are they looking for. Are you really looking for the Amazon experience? Are you really looking for high touch? What are you looking for? And it really helped us craft that our, our patient engagement is really around steps in your life of your healthcare. It isn't about age-driven, who's tech savvy, who isn't. It really is about all of us being patients. And at some time, we're gonna want high touch. We're gonna want the hand of the provider on us to either comfort us or to take, to, to take us through our care plan and really make it feel personal. There are going to be opportunities in all, all of our healthcare that we're going to want to, you know, I just want to jump on the portal, make my appointment. I really don't have to talk to anyone. And there's going to be times that we're going to want that middle ground. I'm going to want to call, ask some questions. Let's really get into in depth about us. And I think that our strategy is really focused on knowing that all of us in our care paths, it's different. We all have those stages in our lives. And how do we get our patient engagement to understand that, we are always here for the patient and there's different avenues to connect with us. Um, and it also gives choice to the patient of how do they wanna connect with us? We're not forcing an experience, we're crafting experiences for these patients, keeping them in mind, keeping all of us in mind. We often ask the question, well, what would patients want? And Lance and I will raise our hand and go, well, what would you want? I'm a patient too. We often forget that when we're in that work mode that we're serving our own patients as our own family, we're serving each other. And what would we want out of our experience? So that's kind of how we started building this, um, is really culture, then understanding what does the patients want out of this? Not just what is happening out there in the industry. Uh, all of our patient demographics are different. Um, and so us focusing on who our patients are, having a voice in that, and then crafting a good step strategy of understanding where in our care, life, if you will, are we going to need those engagement touch points and then making sure that we're allowing that choice to happen under what the patients are looking for, not how we want to craft the experience. You know, I think that we always, we, 
around here we talk about um, not allowing the technology to create a wedge uh, between us and our patient. And whether that be they can't, they don't know how to use it, it just creates distance between the humans of the care or they don't have access to it. We don't want it to be a wedge. But on the other hand, we want to use certain technologies which can, like Josh says, take take some of those rote, maybe maybe mundane, you know, kind of tasks like making an appointment, uh, refilling medications, asking a simple question, you know, simply getting a message to your provider. If we can if we can use technology to do those tasks for us, and all the other stuff that really needs that high touch, little extra care, our our, our people who answer the phone. Uh, you know, our patient service representatives, they don't feel as pressured, as stressed, because a lot of their, uh, a lot of those tasks are now taken off of their plate. And to me, you know, I've oftentimes been asked, if you want to be high touch, how can you do services which automate, you know, certain care? It's some of those things, patients don't mind it being automated. And when they do do some sort of automation or something on the portal, it, it does allow more time for those patients that really do need that extra care, like Josh says, you know, that little that hand touch. Uh, so that's a really important aspect of of what we're looking for and, and what our kind of strategy is. Absolutely. So it sounds like culture first and foremost, absolutely. And then really making sure you're getting patients involved, hearing their voices, getting their feedback. Quick follow-up for you, Josh. How often does that digital patient review council get together and, and share some of that feedback? We, we started it uh, actually during COVID because that's where we really started focusing on how do we expand our patient engagement. So they meet quarterly with us. So Lance and I will put together either presentations. We've gone every, from everywhere of here's our roadmap, where are we wrong, to hey, we're kind of stuck in our roadmap. Where would you like us to go or what would you see? Um, also giving us insights of other experiences that they're having from other places and what did they enjoy, not enjoy. And I think, to, I think that's the, the key is that you have the voice of the patient in some of these. You know, don't get us wrong, right? We, healthcare is a business. We do have to keep our doors open. We do want to have our patients be loyal to us and, and, and have us serve them lifelong. So anything that we can do to continue them coming to us for their care is great. But we also don't forego the business side for the, the focus of the patient. Um, and again, and I think that's that's very key is we could easily craft an experience for the patient that they might not like, but would be the most convenient for us as an organization and help our bottom line. But we know that that's short term. Long term for us is how do we connect with a patient that then wants to bring their family here, that then promotes us to their community, that then makes our community even healthier. And as the community becomes healthier, we thrive as a business. Uh, we thrive in the business of taking care of patients. And again, I think that that patient engagement tool is very key for us to keep in touch with patients when they're not physically in front of us. Sure. And let's talk about that you know, technology piece a little bit more. So once you have the culture down, you've sort of heard the patient feedback and their wants and needs, it seems like that natural next step is, okay, now let's think about potential solutions and, and partnerships there. So can you talk about what you are looking for in a patient engagement solutions provider? I'll, I'll go again, Lance. I'll, I'll take this one. Um, <laughs> so um, one key focus that we had always talked about, Lance and I, um, along with our leadership team, we have a tomorrow's team that focuses on this as well as what is healthcare going to be. 
is really focusing on can we find a suite of solutions that can really make the patient feel that those handoffs that happen are seamless. We are a best of suite organization where we really look for a seamless integrated experience because we don't want the patients to feel the technology behind the scenes. We don't want them to feel we've all experienced this. I'm on hold for a little bit. Then I talk to someone automated and if they gave the perception that they you know, validated who I was, knew it was me, knew what my problem is, but then I wanna to talk to someone. And now when I talk to them, they ask me the same questions over again. The scripting of that, how do those handoffs happen? So we're looking for a solution or solutions that can be uh, tied together where the patient doesn't know any better, where it feels like it's still University of Michigan Health West and our culture coming through. That was one key piece of us partnering with Nuance and their talk technologies, especially around voice. I think that was the other thing that McKenzie that we really looked at is what are those, what are the touch points for patients? What do we ultimately fall back on when we talk to patients? A lot of organizations are doing chat bots and doing portals and doing all those things. We make the case that when all that stuff fails, we pick up the phone and talk to someone. We wanna talk and engage with someone. So we wanna do voice very well and where do those handoffs happen? So working with Nuance and in, in, in what the technologies that they brought to the table, there are other artificial intelligence, conversational tools out there that are being used for patient engagement, but not one with the focus of making sure the patient still feels like they're dialoguing, that they're part of the conversation, that it's able to capture the voice of the patient. And really the patient has the opportunity then at that point to really engage. It's different to press one for this, press two for that. But to engage is to really, I can talk. I don't have to worry about colloquial language. I don't have to worry about, um, you know, again, uh, not having emotion involved. I can have dialogue. And that goes for all of our patient experience tools is where can we make sure that the patient is still in control of that engagement? And again, what we loved about Nuance was their breadth of what they could provide us, especially with one specific tools. When we talk about a conversational AI, how do we offload some automation points like scheduling? Do we all need to talk to someone to schedule? Do I, am I always in front of a computer to do it via portal? I might be driving and going, you know what? I remembered my wife wants me to schedule the pediatric appointment for my son. I'm gonna make a quick phone call and get that done but do I really need to talk to someone to do that? Or can I automate that experience using voice? And I think that was key is we were looking for those solutions. Again, not high tech whiz bang technologies that patients wouldn't understand. We went to the bare bones of what does it mean to engage conversation? What does it mean to be a part of the conversation? Being myself, how can we capture those tools? How can we capture that as a patient? And then offload that, you, you offload that with using automation tools. So that was kind of really looking for a solution of, of having something that was clear cut, made it feel like the experience was a seamless experience for the patient, as opposed to just bolt on technologies that could not extend what our culture was. And that was being here for the patient. Lance? Yeah, I don't, I don't have much to add other than uh, again, you know, when you look at the all the touch points that are out there, like Josh said, the chat bots and the portals and the phone and emailing and so on. Uh, you know, there's some there's some data out there which shows that 
even today with all these options, up to 90% of, of touch points outside of the exam room, that is, um, is, is still on the phone. So it was important for us that whatever solution we chose was able to handle that natural voice, you know, and, you know kind of a artificially intelligent understanding natural language. Uh, that was, I think, was, was a, something that was important to us. You know, we, we've gone to um, some, some uh, websites of folks that are really well known for their chatbots, and, and they're, I don't think they're there yet, to be honest. I think uh, I think there's there's quite a bit of way for them to go to be uh, as effective as other technologies out there. That's interesting. I think the overall theme I'm sort of hearing from you both is you never want to just have technology for technology's sake. And it sounds like you've been very mindful in, in what technology you're implementing and, and how um, it can create that seamless experience for patients. Fantastic. Well, Josh, Dr. Owens, thank you both again for your time and all of your thoughtful remarks today. We so appreciate it. Thank you all again for joining us, and we hope you have a wonderful rest of your afternoon.